Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show with your host, Autumn Miles. Autumn Miles is an author, speaker, wife, and mother. She's the founder and CEO of Autumn Miles Ministries and the author of Appointed and I Am Rahab. Autumn's vision is to engage our culture with the bold truth of God, coupled with raw faith. Now, here's your host, Autumn Miles. Hello, this is Autumn with the Autumn Miles Show. How are you doing out there? I just love you out there today. Anyone else a hot mess today? That's me. (laughs) You know, sometimes you just have to say, you know, today is not a great day. I don't have my ducks in an order. order. I'm just not firing on all cylinders. Today, that is is a day for me. Um, Love you guys. Welcome to the first week of coming back to the daily show. I know that we are airing at a time when mamas are in their cars picking up their babies, their little angels, and either you're you feel refreshed because they were at school and you got to go get your nails done today, or you're exhausted because um, the evening is about to happen. Sometimes I feel like evening with kids, especially school age, is like it's 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 kind of like the apocalypse in our house you know the kid walks in from school we have four children um my my kids will walk in from school and um then we have practices we have homework we have dinner one time I looked at my husband and I'm like do we have to eat dinner tonight too like can we not just skip dinner one night sometimes you just feel like hey if I could just Take something off my plate in the afternoon. Uh, things would be a little bit better. Uh, but anyway, I love you guys out there today. Thanks for listening. I'm so excited that you have invited us into your cars or homes or wherever you're listening from. Um, I have I have such a word for you guys today, and I I just I just know that um, hopefully it will uh, it will minister to you as it has ministered. Um, To me, I want to talk about this. God has written pauses into your plan. God has written pauses into your plan. Um, We sometimes when God asks us to wait for something or something does not happen the way that we want it to happen, we immediately freak out. Okay. Uh, my husband was supposed to get this promotion. We were supposed to, you know, be able to get this size of a home. I was supposed to be pregnant by now. I was supposed to be married by now. And we look at our life and we think I should have been further along than I am. And I guess I just want to sort of press on you a little bit. Um, when we start having these feelings of Lord, I should have been Why haven't you brought me further? Why don't I have 2.5 kids? Why, 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 why aren't I in that position at work? When, when we start having these questions, I want to push back on you a little bit and say, whose standards are you living by? Because the world has created this set of standards that you must be successful by the time you are whatever. You must be married by this age. You must have this. You must drive this. And the world has created this um, this list of do's that we have to get done or we feel like we are um, less than our our peers. That's the world set. 
that we as believers tend to live by, even though we are called to live by God's standards. So today, if you're sitting and you're listening and you're thinking, man, I should have been, why aren't I? I want to push back and say, whose standards are living by? Because here's the thing. My God says he works while we wait. My God says he's got the immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine waiting for us. My God says that we have an abundant life if we abide in him. My God says that the promise that he gives me, he will bring it to pass. So we need to switch our mentalities a little bit to, um, or a lot bit from the world's standards and the world's demands and the world's asks. You know, one big thing is social media. You have to have so many followers in, in order to be relevant. I had one girl that worked on my team and she said, we were talking about Instagram. And of course, it's a whole new language. Like, you know, I'm I'm 36 years old. You know, the language of social media I'm I, I don't I don't know as much as the younger people do um, but she said you know if a post doesn't get as many likes as it should I will delete it and I just looked at her and I'm like what yes I mean she there was one time where she picked up my phone and she liked from my phone her picture just so it would get 11 likes and I'm thinking to myself, what, who wrote these rules that in order to be successful, you have to have at least 11 likes on your, your page. And maybe it's even more than that. Cause that was a couple of years ago. Um, who wrote these rules? God does not say that you have to perform in a certain way um, by the world standards in order to be um, successful. God says, listen, I have I, I wrote a plan for your life before you were even born. And we are going to follow that plan. He has created rules um, and, and things that he wants you to reach that are completely unique to you and you alone. And this comes to pauses in our life. My husband and I um, had two biological children. One of them is in the studio today with his mama. He's wearing hot pink shoes and he is way cooler than I will ever be. His sense of style is just absolutely unbelievable. Um, we had two biological children. We had um, my daughter. She is 11 years old. We had her um, the second year we were married, got pregnant with her the first year that we were married. Like I think like seven months after we were married, we got pregnant with her. And three years later came um, my my little pumpkin Jude who's in the he's eight he's um he's in the studio with me today but since I was in high school I had this huge desire to adopt and I mean I, I remember I remember I went to Sao Paulo Brazil on a missions trip and you know we, we were asked to go into the orphanage orphanages um, that were it wasn't in Sao Paulo it was outside of Sao Paulo that we did the ministry but um, we were asked to go into some orphanage and I remember walking into the orphanages and seeing um, you know the orphans there was there's there's dozens of them that were laying these these tiny tiny little babies because of course every every 17 16 year old girl wants to go into the baby room 
And I'm standing there and I'm looking at these babies. And I remember looking at the lady who was sort of in charge of that room and asking her, can I pick one up? Because what is it? What does a, a, a young girl want to do? She wants to pick up a baby. She wants to hold a baby, rock a baby, because, you know, we, we have those maternal instincts. And so I certainly had them at that young of an age. And I remember the, the lady looked at me in the um, in the room and she said, you are not allowed to pick up the babies. And here's all these, two, probably two dozen babies um, sitting there. Some of them are crying. Some of them are sleeping, you know, but the ones that are crying, it's almost like my heart went out to them. Just let me pick them up. I can make them stop crying. I just, they just need love. They just need care. And it was right then in that baby room, in that orphanage that I thought, I have to help any any child that God will give me. If God gives me the opportunity, I want to help. And he placed the the intense desire for adoption in my heart. This uh, was 16, 17 years old, had um, my biological kids when I was 25 and 28, and there was no adoption, even, even a possibility. So I continued to wait, continued to ask my husband about it. And he said, you know what? I just, I think, I think we're good with two. We were, our lives were really, really busy at that point. But God had placed this desire in my heart. And all along the way, there was this huge pause. Here we're on 10 years of a pause, 11 years of a pause. God, from, from the time you gave me the desire to adopt, it's been 12 years. It's been 13 years. It's been 14. And I remember in 2013, my husband uh, came back from a, um, a conference and um, he looked at me and he said, you still want to adopt? And I was like, yes. Um, and he said, okay, I'm ready. Let's do it. And the next day, of course, I was signed up with an agency because I was just waiting for the yes from my husband. But there was a huge pause in between God implanting the desire and really call in my life until the manifestation of our two youngest children. Um, Moses, he is uh, two and a half. And God gave us. Haven just nine weeks later that we also adopted and um, that pause came to an end. I want you to understand that God has written pauses into your plan. I was thinking of um, the passage Psalm 46, which we all know, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Be still and know that I am God. And we hear it and we say it and we can recite it and we tell other people, just be still and know that I am God. But as I was internalizing this and thinking of the pauses that God has written into my plan, I realized that it's not just us that he asks to be still. It's not just ask that he says, listen, um, I'm going to ask you to be still for a few years. I'm going to ask you to trust me for a few years. I'm working on the call that I have put on your life. I'm working on the desire that I have put inside of you, but you need to be patient so I can work. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. I will be exalted in your story if you simply will be Still and let me work. It was really, really hard um, 
to wait all those years to uh, to adopt a child that I had wanted since I was in high school. But I had to understand that the timing had to be perfect. Um, the babies weren't even conceived yet for us to be born. The two that 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 God um, gave us were 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 exactly created perfectly for our family. And if I would have gotten my, uh, my, my younger two children earlier, it wouldn't have been them. God had to set in motion a lot of events for, in order for him to make our perfect adoption possible. He has written pauses into your plan. He's written them. Be still and know he's going to be exalted in your life. Sit back and let him work. Release yourself from the bondage of fear and anxiety. You know, anxiety and fear is one of those states that can hold us so captive when we are getting ahead of God. Sit back, be still. But what I, like I said earlier, as I was um, thinking about this, I thought, you know, in our story, in our plan, God doesn't just ask us to be still. He asked his son to be still as well. Just like God writes pauses and waiting periods in our life and in our plan, he also wrote them into Jesus's plan as well. Could Jesus had come to uh, come come to earth as an adult and and um, uh, saved the world in one point five seconds. Yes, he could have. But God thought it necessary in order for it to minister to us, in order for him to get him to be exalted, him to get the glory of the nation nations. Uh, he saw it necessary to write a pause into his plan. I think it's so interesting when you go to, and that's, that's exactly where I'm going right now to his resurrection. Here we have now after the Sabbath, as it began to dawn towards the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to look at the grave and behold, the severe earthquake had occurred And an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled away the stone and sat upon it. I think it's so interesting that here the Marys had come preparing, um, preparing to prepare the body of Jesus, knowing what he had said just a little while earlier. I want to go to that passage um, in Matthew. It says from that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and be raised on the third day. Here we see the the disciples and even, even Mary, the Marys didn't even believe that Jesus was going to do what he said he was going to do. When Jesus died, they, they assumed it was over. They completely assumed, you know, it was, they didn't, they didn't foresee a pause in the redemption story. They didn't foresee him actually being dead for three days, even though he foretold it, 
They didn't foresee it because we're humans and we can get so caught up on the immediate pain of the moment or the pain of a death or the pain of a failure or the pain of of some type of suffering that we don't even think that maybe God could be delaying on purpose his plan for our lives. We can't see that there is a pause written into our plan because we're human and we want everything right now. But if you go back to when Jesus said, listen, I'm going to go, I'm going to suffer, I'm going to be killed, I'm going to be raised on the on the third day. He clearly tells them, I have written a pause into my plan. Don't freak out when I die because three days later I'm going to be resurrected. No one took that to heart and so they did. The next verse says this, Peter took him aside. And I love Peter because I am Peter. How many Peters out there? I love everyone who made mistakes in the Bible because I'm a hot mess. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Isn't that interesting? That when God tells us, listen, this plan is going to look a little weird. Yes, I am the son of God, but yes, I'm going to suffer. Yes, I'm going to allow myself to be killed. Yes, three days later, um, this plan is going to look different. I'm foretelling you so you won't freak out. I'm, ta- I'm, 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 um, I'm warning you so you can be prepared. And Peter takes him aside and he starts to rebuke him. How many of you just in this waiting period maybe that you've had where there there is a clear pause in your plan, um, you are starting to rebuke the Lord and say, Lord, where are you and what are you doing and where have you been? And, um, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're almost fighting with the Lord because you, even though he's told you, listen, this thing is going to pass. You don't like the way it's carried out. And Peter was one of those uh, people took him aside and began to rebuke him saying, God forbid it. This shall never happen to you. What we saw as what he saw as a flawed plan, God knew would save the world. What Peter saw as a tragedy, even in the suffering, the death, but then the three day delay until the resurrection, what Peter saw as ridiculous, God saw as perfection. Peter couldn't understand the plan much less the pause. So he rebuked the Lord. I just want to sit here for a second. What, what, what is going on in your life today that you, God has told you, listen, this is going to, he's foretold. He's given you a promise. You're standing on the promises of God. You're standing on his word by faith. You are believing that you are going to receive whatever it is that God promised you. Maybe it's children. Maybe it's a mate. I, I, I don't know what it is. You know what it is, but you are almost in a point where you're so mad because it looks so weird and your plan looks so ridiculous and uh, you don't like the way that you're almost rebuking God. You're mad at God. You've fallen off off um, the, the encouragement wagon. Now you're discouraged and you're kind of moping around and you're wondering what in the world happened um, to the promise that God gave me. What if God wrote a pause into it on purpose? That should encourage you today. God told me in 2001, listen, I want you to start a women's ministry. 2001. You know when that happened? 2010. 
nine years later. Why? I was so ready for it in 2001. I was so ready. I thought, man, I I love the Lord. I'm passionate about the Lord. I could do anything for the Lord. I'm I'm ready to go, Lord. I'm like on the sidelines, like put me in coach, put me in coach. And God said, no, because you are not ready for what I'm going to give you. And those nine years, he trained me. He taught me. We went through um, horrific trials uh, during that time. My husband and I, things that people our age, you you would never even um, believe would happen to us. There was a lot of ministry things that happened to us. We faced betrayal. We faced rejection. Um, we faced what looked like failure. We had people turn on us. We had court battles. All of this stuff happened in nine years years. And I'm thinking, Lord, where are you at? What is going on? What are you doing? Where is your hand in this? And AE so clearly, as I look back on it now, and as I've looked back on it over um, the past several years, I was not as ready as I thought I was. He knew I needed to be tested. He knew I needed to be tried. He knew my faith needed to be challenged. He knew he needed to teach me. He knew he needed to train me. He knew he needed to give me things that would relate to people. So that pause was in fact written into my plan. But the thing came, it happened. It happened. Uh, Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him saying, God forbid it, Lord, this shall never happen to you. And this is what Jesus says. I think this is so interesting. But he turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. Yikes. You are a stumbling block to me. For you are not settling your mind on God's interest, but man. I just want to say, and I know this is convicting, you know, we don't like to really talk about, you know, this kind of stuff today. But is it possible that you're looking too much at the world's standards? that you've sort of forsaken God's interest and God's plan. Is it possible that I understand the pause has been long. The plan looks crazy. It looks ridiculous. Um, what, what you seem to be fighting. Um, but is it possible as you are rebuking the Lord, maybe in your anger and your prayer life, maybe, maybe it's not even that maybe you put on a really religious front, but internally, you know that you are angry because you do not see what God has promised you. Could it be that you got your eyes off of what God's perfect plan is for your life and you're looking at the interest of you and others and you are measuring yourself up by what the world says is success? He said, get thee behind me, Satan. Peter was thinking he was a hero. He didn't know that he was (laughs) evil in that moment. You know, today, let's just kind of renew our minds, repent, ask God to forgive us. If we've gotten in the state of being frustrated at the pause that God has already placed in our plan, because he didn't just ask you to be still. He asked his son to be still for three days. Imagine, imagine that Jesus knew he was going to die. And then for three days, he lay there. There was a pause and there were pauses so God could accomplish whatever purpose 
he had set out uh, to do. Now he says, be still and know I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted on the earth. When that thing come, when our, when our um, adopted children came and we said hello to them. And um, I mean, I'll never forget picking either one of them up. Um, and when we saw them, Everyone had known, listen, Autumn and Eddie, they've been waiting. They've been waiting a really, really, really long time for these kids. I'll never forget driving to the driving home from the hospital. I'll never forget any of it, but driving home from the hospital. I remember Eddie and I sitting there and we were, we had Moses in the back and he was, you know, all the little newborns are, they're so little and squishy. And I remember pulling out of the uh, parking garage and my husband and I were just weeping because we, because God had fulfilled his promise to me, to him, the same way with Haven. As we left with her, we were just weeping, knowing that, yes, there was a huge pause in the plan. And yes, there, it, wasn't, it wasn't the way that we thought it would go. And yes, there was a lot of bumps along the way. But God came through. And when he came through, he gave us exactly what he had predestined to give us before we were even born. Trust the process that God has put you on. Understand the pause was written in long before you even came to the earth. Love you guys. I hope this encourages you today. I'll see you next time right here on the Autumn Mile Show. Thanks so much for listening today. The Autumn Mile Show is listener supported and your donation to keep her on the air is appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And if you make a donation of $100 or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of Autumn Miles' book, Appointed. Your future starts now. Thanks for listening and join us next time for the Autumn Mile Show on The Word 100.7 FM.